What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, let's get right into it. First and foremost, let me say that I am happy to be back with you guys. Uh, took a week off and then, well, basically I took two weeks off. We'll get into one of the reasons why later on the show we're going to talk about that uh, towards the end of things. Uh, but we're going to talk some Cowboys football because I miss talking about the Cowboys with you guys live on the channel here. And this one has been sitting in the back burner since two weeks ago because this was going to be the show that we were going to have on Monday, the 26th of June. Uh, big things happened, unfortunately, so we had to push that back. But this is a silly topic that really interests me. If you really open up a free agent tracker, or if you look at the free agents that are currently available in the NFL market, you will see a lot of Dallas Cowboys in there, or former Dallas Cowboys. You just will. Ezekiel Elliott, T.Y. Hilton, Anthony Barr, Brett Maher, among others. And we'll look at the list here briefly. And I was wondering, which do you think is the Cowboys' most likely free agent reunion? So let me say hi, and then we'll get into that list and we'll get into who do you think is the most is, is the likeliest reunion let's see how uh, what you guys have to say uh to say here in the chat thank you for your comments uh thank you to toxic tom guru we've got john here on the facebook chat uh, no excuse me on the youtube chat as well gregory guru uh thanks so much lance i really appreciate your comments and and they mean a lot to me they really do mean a lot to me. Gregory as well. Joey Bella. I appreciate every one of you as always. And I really appreciate your comments as well. I missed you too. I'm happy to be back. I, I, I will get into that topic and that conversation later in the show. Because I want to share that with you. I think it's fair. So we'll get into that later. But anyways, let's look at the list here really quickly, guys. Free agents. Former Dallas Cowboys free agents. And I will clarify, former Cowboys, as in they were on the team in 2022, right? Not guys that were on the team three years ago or five years ago, although I will mention one of them at some point here on the show. But I'm going to run through this list, and you're going to tell me in the chat who do you think is the likeliest guy that could return to the Cowboys in the 2023 NFL season. Now, this is from spotrack.com. I'm going to read them, not in the order that I think it's the most likely to the least likely. This is just the order that Spotrack gives you when you look for former Cowboy free agents. You've got running back Ezekiel Elliott, and I think he's going to be one of the most popular answers tonight. Also, you've got cornerback Anthony Brown, who remains unsigned. Linebacker Anthony Barr, Jason Peters. Left tackle, who is 41 years old. Matt Overton, the long snapper. The Cowboys already have one, though. 
Devante Bond, outside linebacker, Brett Maher, the kicker. And by the way, we'll get into the kicker signing when we talk about Maher tonight. Isaac Taylor Stewart, cornerback, who probably got hurt by the younger additions that the team has made. T.Y. Hilton, very interesting name that we're going to talk about tonight. Ian Bunting, who I think we're not going to talk about a lot. And Antonio Callaway just cut, so he is not going to be a part of the conversation, not a relevant one, I believe. So let's see your comments here really quickly. Who do you think is the most likely free agent reunion that the Cowboys could have? Let's see here really quickly. We've got Anthony Brown by Marcus Jones. Interesting answer right there. John says linebacker Anthony Barr reunion. Bruce goes with Sick or T.Y. Hilton, some of the biggest names on the list for sure. The Guru says, my vote is field goal kicker Brett Maher. <laughs> Brown is possible, says John. Henry goes with Barr. Gregory goes with T.Y. Lance says, A.V. is done. He is done. Uh, Toxic Tom goes with Ryan Nall. <laughs> he's, he's not going to be a big part of tonight's show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you that. We're not going to get into Ryan Nall a lot. Ezekiel Elliott for Gilbert. Regina goes with Sick or Peters. Let me give you my answer, guys. Let me give you my answer. I, I, I'm just going to give you a little bit more context, though, before I do. I put together an article for adcsports.com the day that I was going to talk about it on the show before the plants drastically changed. And the list has been changed since then. Because disclaimer, at number one, when I posted that article, my original answer was Red Maher. But in my opinion, his talk has gone down a little bit. Because the Cowboys signed somebody. They signed Brandon Aubrey. And while it might not dismiss the possibility of the Cowboys circling back to Maher, he had to drop a little bit in my rankings because the Cowboys signed a USFL kicker who, by the way, had not played football before being a pro in the USFL. He played soccer. He was a first-round pick for the MSL, and then he ended up uh, in the then he ended up in in the USFL kicking for the for the Stallions, and he's been the kicking champion of the league in back-to-back -back seasons. So Aubrey is an interesting prospect maybe for the NFL, but I don't think he's this proven presence that will beat out Tristan Vizcaino necessarily. So I don't think that Marker is fully ruled out. I'm just saying that he's not number one on my list anymore. He was before though. However, in my opinion, the Cowboys most likely reunion at this point is drum rolls. And I don't have the drum roll sound effect, so you're just going to have to imagine them here. Linebacker, Anthony Barr. I'm going with Anthony Barr for this one, but I'm going with him on a very different context. And we've already touched on this briefly on primetime before, but last year, when the Cowboys signed Anthony Barr in August, very late in the offseason, obviously, basically already in training camp slash preseason phase of the year, they signed Anthony Barr, but they signed him essentially to be the number two linebacker of the team. 
he was a plug-and-play starter for the defense. And I think that is proven by his 69% snap count on defense on average over the first four weeks of the season. He came in and he came in to start. He was on the playing field. He was not a depth addition. He was a starting player that was signed very late in the year. If the Cowboys signed Anthony Barr now, though, that will probably not be the case. I would still believe that Damon Clark would be the projected starter for the Cowboys. But man, there is very, very little depth at the position. So just going by need, I think that the Cowboys could be looking at better on linebackers and why not bring in Anthony Barr. There are a couple of things that worry me, though. And one of them is the fact that George Edwards is no longer on the team. And I think that George Edwards was the biggest reason why there was a connection with Anthony Barr in the first place. However, he's been in Dallas before, so it wouldn't be a shock if the Cowboys end up signing him. I'm not particularly of the opinion that any reunion is likely or what it's worth, but I would put him at number one on my list of likely reunions for the Cowboys. I will say Jabril Cox, who is probably your number three linebacker at this moment, is entering the season with a career 45 total defensive snaps. Linebacker is a position that still worries us in terms of depth, especially. And I think that Anthony Barr should be in the conversation there. Uh, but I, I missed one of the things that I kind of worry about. And it's the fact that the Cowboys have many young guys. Like there's Jabril Cox, who again, has not played much, but he is there and he's younger and he's cheaper. And he, he might have more upside. Like we don't know much about Jabril Cox. So it's difficult to say that with any degree of confidence, but he is younger and everything. Marvin Overshun, who was a third-round draft pick, and I think that he's still raw as a player, but he's not going to be starting games. Even Devin Harper, who is likely to be a special teamer more than anything else, like you've got young guys. It becomes a situation in which do you, would you rather have the young players with upside or would you rather have the veteran presence that can step in at any moment? I don't think that there is a right answer it's just a decision that the Cowboys would have to make if it comes to that. But Anthony Barr might be one injury away even from being signed, even if he's not in the plans right now. Let's see what you guys have to say, though. A little bit of everything from what I see in the chat. Uh, Barr is done most, says Lance. I agree, says John. Toxic says, Barr moves like dial-up internet. I think that they will TY another year under Dax as Gregory. Let's see here. Uh, our middle linebacker room is scary, says Danny Savage. And I don't think that he means scary in the, in the right way. Let's see here. Hope all is well, Moses James. Just sir, just sir, we're, we're out here. One day at a time, Lance says, nowadays, nowadays give me the new talent, says Lance. There you go. So that's my number one answer here. That's what my number one answer here. My number two, my number two, and with this, I will open up a question for you guys. I'm going to make this a multiple choice one. Who do you think is likelier to play for the Cowboys in 2023? T. 
T.Y. Hilton or Ezekiel Elliott. Now that we've removed one of the players from the, from the options, let me know in the chat. Out of those two who would be offensive pieces, who do you think is the, is the likeliest signee, potential signee? T.Y. Hilton or Ezekiel Elliott? Let me know in the chat. Ladies and gentlemen, while you do that, though, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. A family-owned business has been so for over 65 years. And you can check out their wide range of new and used vehicles at their car dealership in Irving, Texas. Or you can do it at their website at FreemanMazda.net. If you go in there, you can actually browse through every feature of every car. And you can check out pictures of the outside and inside of them. It is a great website to check out the cars, to get your quotes. And as we do around this time every single night, we need to get into the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week. In this case, it is the 2023 Mazda CX-5 2.5S Select All-Wheel Drive. And I don't have to tell you that it comes with Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. It's got a blind spot monitor rain sensing wipers, all wheel drive, and it starts at $30,545 with a fuel economy of 24 miles per gallon in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are on the highway. So make sure you check it out over at freemanmazda.net. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your Freeman Mazda ride of the week. Who is the likeliest reunion for the Cowboys? Is it, is it sick? Is it T.Y. Hilton? Let's see what you guys have to say. Toxic says it's sick, but he adds, sadly. Gregory says T.Y. Danny goes with sick. Joey Bella with T.Y. Bruce goes with sick. This feels like a pretty tight 50-50 comment section right now. Henry goes with neither, which feels like cheating, honestly. Catherine is a sick. <laughs> Toxic says, I hope that we signed neither of those. Lance Bell says, damn, Mo, good question. I say sick based on history. Michael goes with sick. Marcus says sick is done. This is a pretty, pretty 50-50 chat section right now. Dominic says neither. Russell says neither. And just to be fair, I'm going to say that uh, towards the beginning of the show, I mean, I agree with you guys in the sense that I wouldn't bet on any of these reunions happening. But I will say, if you rank them from likelier to least likely, I would put T.Y. Hilton at number two for many reasons. I would put T.Y. above Ezekiel Elliott. It's tricky because you don't really need T.Y. at this moment. You've got a group of three starters, including a... Fast, fast player in Brandon Cooks, who is already blowing away everyone in practice on OTAs and in minicamp. Everyone was raving about the veteran's speed. And you've got quite a solid battle going on at wide receiver four. With Jalen Tolbert and Simi Felco battling out, one of them is the guy that's going to be the number four guy, very likely. However, the Cowboys might be one injury away from needing an immediate helper at wide receiver. And I will say this. I have a tough time 
witnessing or, or, or imagining that the wide receiver unit stays completely healthy throughout the entire season just because it is a unit of more and more players. And I could see T.Y. being a late season addition just like last year. We kind of forget that T.Y. was not around at this time of the year in 2022. I could see the Cowboys looking at T.Y. if they need help from a depth point of view, even midway through the season. Whereas I would be a little bit more inclined to think that if the Cowboys don't add seek basically before the season, I don't know if they would do that later in the year. And that being said, sick would be my number three guy on this list. Kind of feel like they, uh, like, uh, they would have already addressed the running back position in a bigger way if they believed that Tony Pollard's health was a big reason to be concerned. And even for the goal line situation stuff, like I think that the Cowboys have their plan. I think that they have their committee, whether it's Deuce Vaughn over Malik Davis or Malik Davis over Deuce Vaughn to back up Tony Pollard, or if it's Hunter Lipke in goal line situations or short yardage situations. I think that the Cowboys are going to be content with their running back committee. And I think that the Joneses are just, keeping us entertained when they say that the door on Zeke has not been closed. I think they have moved on, if I'm being uh, uh, real with you. I don't see the, the Cowboys circling back to Ezekiel Elliott at this point. I understand part of the logic behind wanting to bring back Zeke. Like, I understand the idea of getting him a big number of carries. But that's kind of a sucky reason to want a running back back, in my opinion. Like, if you're not confident that he will be explosive, which I don't think that you can be when looking at how Seek's career has gone over the last few years, because each time he's gotten fewer and fewer explosive carries, we've gone over this. If you look at his first three full seasons and you look at his last three full seasons, you will see that his explosive carries have decreased in almost half. They have been cut down in half. If you look at run runs that have gone over 10 yards, not an exaggeration, like literally half. I don't think that you are betting on his explosiveness anymore. I think that if you want to, if you want to bring him back because of number of carries and the workload of things, just just work with a running back committee with a cheaper approach, too. I don't think that T.Y. is done, to be honest. I don't think that T.Y. is done. I, I think that you don't want him to bet on a full season of T.Y. Hilton, which is what the Cowboys didn't want to do last year, probably. That's why they signed him late. Uh, but I, think, I, I don't think T.Y. is done. I wouldn't sign him for a full season, though. Not at all. And then at number four, yeah, I would have Brett Maher. As I said, quite a drop off for Maher on my list. Originally, he was my number one guy on the list. But since the Cowboys already signed Brandon Aubrey, even if it doesn't tell us whether it will be Aubrey or Vizcaino or if they'll stop looking for kickers, it kind of does tell us that they're not looking at Maher right now. Even if he's their safety net, they're not looking at him right now. So that's why I'm not adding uh, Brett Marker any higher on the list. And in the article for ADCSports.com, just for fun, I added Byron Jones at the last, at the last, 
at, at the last spot because there have been reports out there that say that Byron Jones has not retired, even though he seemingly did on Twitter a few months ago. Uh, but I did that just for fun. And in the article, I jokingly say, if there were 100 other, other players, I would place them before Byron Jones. But being a little bit more real, though, with the conversation, I'm kind of looking at the list right now that we referred to earlier on the show. Jason Peters could be a guy, but I also feel like the Cowboys are going to bet on one of their younger guys to be their swing tackle. Like uh, we've talked about Matt Willetsko here on primetime before. And maybe in developing people like Asim Richards, Errol Bostic, the UDFA. So I don't see Jason Peters coming back. Maybe if it's a situation in which Tyron Smith gets injured in the preseason like he did last year, maybe I could see Jason Peters entering the conversation there. That wouldn't be as much of a surprise. Anthony Brown, I don't think, comes back. I think that that's why the Cowboys traded for Stephon Gilmore. You know, you don't you don't need that solid or average, if you want to call him average. Some of you might want to call him below average, probably Anthony Brown. But somewhere in that area, they took care of that by, by taking on a massive upgrade at the position and trading for Stephon Gilmore. And I say that because of him being the outside cornerback, right? So I don't see Anthony Brown coming back. Matt Overton, I think, has been replaced already. The Van Vaughn, I think, has no place in the depth chart right now. And same for Isaac Taylor Stewart. So those are honestly, and Ian Bunting. Those are, out of the other guys that we didn't dive into tonight, I would say that Anthony Barr, no, excuse me, Jason Peters, has the biggest chance out of the guys that we did not dive into tonight. Jason Peters, in case of an injury, or late in the offseason, or in the preseason. Man, you guys you guys hate Anthony Brown. I, I love that Cowboys Nation hates Anthony Brown. Ken Rocks is Brown, no. Lauren Michael begs us to stop with the Anthony Brown talk. He says, please, no more, please. <laughs> Honestly, I don't want any of these scrubs. It's Toxic Tom. Lance's AV is done, done. Yeah, man, the thing with AV, and we this was an extensive conversation last year here on Primetime. The thing about AV is that when he went down last season, we felt it. We felt it in the bad way. But he's also not a guy that's going to get anybody excited. And he is the perfect example of why you need those. I don't want to say solid because it might be misinterpreted. Solid is not necessarily positive for me. It's just like average. So I don't see Anthony Brown coming back. That's just, uh, I just wanted to say that. Kent Rock says, I'm hyped about the Dallas defense. It's been a long time. Please do not jinx me. Man, the Cowboys defense has gotten exciting to watch. I know, I know. Over the last couple of years, we can be equally excited about the defense getting on the field and we can be about the offense. And that's not a thing that a lot of NFL fans can claim. So if the Cowboys defense stays on the same path, it's going to be fun once more. 
And keyword being fun too. Like I'm not just talking about them being a good defense. I'm talking about them being exciting to watch with the pressure packages that Dan Queen throws out there with the exotic lineups that you see in there as well. Anyways, likeliest reunions from most likely to least likely. I'm just going to run through my list again. Anthony Barr, T.Y. Hilton, Seek, Raher, and just for fun, I add Byron Jones at the bottom of the list without taking into account some of these other names. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this will be it for me tonight um, on the Cowboys slash football conversation. I did want to take a few minutes to talk about something personal. And I know, I know many people are of the stick to sports mentality, but I talk to you guys every single night from Sunday through Thursday, every single week, have been doing so for years now. So I think it's only fair to address this and, and talk about it, especially since I kind of left you hanging there for two weeks, basically. You guys knew about my vacation, which was last week, but the week before kind of disappeared on you, wanted to address that and wanted to share some news with you. Sucky news, I'm not going to lie, sucky news, but yeah. My dad passed away two weeks ago, almost two weeks ago, Tuesday, the 27th of June. For context, he, was, he had been fighting illnesses since 2017, like for a long, long time. He was fighting illnesses, uh, multiple cancers. He had a heart attack, survived the heart attack, among other things that have popped up here and there. And he entered his last round of chemo, but he was already having some heart issues that got complicated and unfortunately, he passed. Wanted to talk about it because obviously there have been some ups and downs and some rough moments for sure. But he, he would not have wanted me to take any more time off. Heck, on Monday, the day before he passed, when things were getting a little bit more complicated... He, he even noticed that I had not done primetime, and he kind of complained about it. He said, come on, man. Why didn't you do primetime? Because he was like that. That was his, his way of being. But I will say, he's the reason why I love the NFL. He's the reason why I love football. And he's the reason why, in a way, I do what I do. He, he's, he was a very good man. He really was. Not saying that just because he was my father, but he was somebody that was always trying to help people. He was somebody that did everything that he did, work-related or not work-related. Everything that he did, he did for me, for my brothers, and for my mom. And I'm going to miss him. I, I really am going to miss him. Uh, there, there are going to be some ups and downs as always. And, you know, doing better, doing better for sure. And I think that we are going to be, like in my family, I'm talking about my family, obviously, thinking that we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And I'm not even saying that because he's going to look over us or something like that. I think that we're going to be okay because of how he raised my brothers and I, how he treated us, and all that he did while he was here. And I think that has helped me a lot in coping. The fact that I am pretty confident and pretty content with how things went while he was here. That doesn't mean that I think he left too early because I do think he left too early. He was 57 years old. But yeah, man, it, it, it kind of sucks. The news suck. There's not much left other than controlling how we respond to the situation. And that's what I've been trying to do. 
kind of taking a stoic approach to it as much as I can. And yeah, I wanted to share the news with you. Wanted to share some thoughts with you on that. Yes, he did, Gregory. Multiple, multiple types. Not at, not at the same time, but but uh, it was like his. It was like his third or fourth battle against cancer, and he he still had like one left to go after the current treatment that he was working with. He he already had another surgery that he had to have. So, so yeah, he was a warrior. He was a warrior. Uh, since 2017, as I said, since 2017, he was fighting illnesses. And he usually came out on top. He was a badass. Not this time, though. Not this time. Uh, I mean, he still was a badass. But I'm saying that he, he didn't come out, come out on top this time. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, man, I appreciate all of your comments. Danny, Joey Bella, John, Bruce. Toxic, Regina, Jason, Ken Rock, John, uh, Danny, man, Katharina, Juan Daniel, Daniel, Lance. I know that I'm going to miss some, and I, I, I really, really apologize for missing some. Uh, Five-time champs as well. Thank you. Thomas, Hunter, Mitesh. I think, I think those are pretty much everyone. Sorry again if I, if I missed anybody, but I really do appreciate each and every single one of your comments. We're back. We're back stronger. It's going to be a tough season. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a tough season because, as I said, uh, man, I like football because of you. He didn't like football when he was young. He played it. He didn't like watching it. But in 2004, he was introduced to sports betting. And that's when, in my family, we started watching sports. I was five years old then. That, that's why you also hear me talking about betting odds so much and, and and making betting picks every Thursday during the season. We watched football in my house because my dad was introduced to sports betting and he loved it. <laughs> and that's why he loved the NFL. He was a Patriots fan. I will say that he was not perfect. He was not perfect. He was a Patriots fan. And the reason why I'm a Cowboys fan, uh, there, there are two reasons. My mom was a Cowboys fan since she was a kid. So there was that. She didn't follow them very closely, but but she was she came from a Cowboys fans house. But my dad, once I was frustrated because I couldn't find any souvenir for the Cincinnati Bengals when I was five years old and I liked the helmet because I liked tigers. I was a kid. And he was like, Oh, you're frustrated because you don't find any souvenirs for the Bengals. You want a souvenir? Root for the Cowboys. You'll you will always find souvenirs for the Cowboys. So, yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am a victim of marketing. Jerry Jones's marketing made me into what I am. <laughs> but all kidding aside, man, just some fun dad stories right there for you. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Gilbert says, I lost my dad 2017. It still hurts. But he always told us tomorrow is never promised. I'm sure it will hurt for years and years and pretty much forever in a way, right? But... We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come out stronger out of this, and you know as I said, happy to be back on primetime. Happy to get back to writing tomorrow uh, and getting on my normal work week with ADZ Sports, obviously. And yeah, ready to go into the 2023 NFL season. And yes, on Tuesday we will have the one cool thing. We're gonna have a regular week here, and and that's what we're gonna try to do every single day one day at a time. 
it means so much to me, guys, the way that you 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 have my back. So I appreciate your comments and I appreciate you supporting the show. Do me a favor, hit the like button because every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. And remember that prime time is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Make sure you check out the ride of the week over at, at FreemanMazda.net. Thank you to Lance. Thank you to Joey Bella. Thank you to Ken Rock, Regina, all of you. Thank you so much for tuning into the show too. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. We're back. I'm happy we're back. Don't, don't get that wrong at all. I'm happy. Very happy to be back. And I will see you el día de mañana. Muchísimas gracias. Bye-bye.